A little crazy, little sexy, little cool Little rough around the edges, but I keep it smooth I'm always left to center and it's right where I belong I'm the random mind and don't you hear in major songs And I like that What is up, you guys? What's up, Table Shakers? It is your girl, That Art Nerd, and I'm back with you for another week. Hello, how are you guys? It's so nice to see you. It's Friday. Thanks for joining me on this Friday. It's always Friday when you're hearing from me, right? That's what makes it such a good day, right? Right. Yeah, so last week we talked about Black Identity Theory and the five different stages of it. Um, Just as a refresher, It is a theory coined by psychologist William E. Cross Jr. And he had a theory that there are five different stages of becoming blackness, becoming black or finding your blackness. And that was based on his term negrescence, which is a French term of becoming black. And those five stages are your pre-encounter, your encounter, immersion or immersion, internalization, and internalization commitment and just as like that like quick recap update pre-encounter you don't know you black yet you oblivious your encounter oh snap something unhappened i have to come to terms with this am i black oh snap i'm black immersion or immersion I now I got to unlock my my superpowers of blackness and I want to be around all the black symbols and all the black things I need to find out about it black panthers unite okay so stage four internalization is yes yes I am black you know welcome to Wakanda where's the white wolf come on in come on in white wolf let me learn about you let me learn what's going on with what you got going on I'm still black this still Wakanda though and then stage five you have like Wakanda at the end let us go share our secrets to the world. Does that make sense, you guys? I know that was like probably the most random breakdown of black identity theory, but you know what? Let's patent it. Let's just run with it, right? Right. So I got to listen to or read some of you guys' black identity responses. And for some of you, I got to talk to them about your black identity responses. And it's been it's been interesting. No one's had like the same experience at all. And I love that about us. I love us. Like, I hate that we had to go through a lot of what we went through. I don't love that. But I, I do love just the diversity in us and just the different plights that we have um, right now as Black Americans. So as promised, <laughs> I was going to explain or give you guys how I became that art nerd and how I got my black identity, so to speak. So yeah, we're gonna go to commercial on that one. And then y'all don't crucify me when I tell y'all my story because just don't do it, but we're gonna get into it. Um, You're listening to Shaking the Table with That Art Nerd. We'll be right back. Welcome back you guys to Shaking the Table with That Art Nerd. And we are talking about racial identity theory again, and I am giving you guys my story on my black identity theory. So here we go. (laughs) So I went to a predominantly white middle and high school. Um, 
I'd say it was pretty diverse in a sense that we had a lot of different like transfer students and things of that nature from like other countries, um, more than what you would see at a, a typical high school. But for the most part, very, very white. And even more so now than it was um, back when I was in school. Um, and it was a visual and performing arts school. So if you know anything about like the show Fame or the movie Fame where people are just like dancing in the hallways or people are just randomly singing, people running down the halls in tutus or doing monologues in the corner, like that was my school. It was very, very culturally enriched and I loved every minute of it <laughs> in, in regard to that. Um, it's totally up my alley with that art nerd before that art nerd became that art nerd. Um, but there was a lot that went on there that was not culturally acceptable. We're going to say that. Um, and I didn't know it. I did not know just how bad things were at times, especially for other people, because I was stuck in my stage one, you guys. I was stuck in a stage where I was absolutely and totally, um, let's just say I was stuck in a stage where I was absolutely and totally oblivious. I was naive. I was completely naive. Um, there would be microaggressions that would happen. Like I was told that I was an exception to a rule. Like I'm one of the good ones. I've been told that, um, I was told or believed that, you know, like, oh, you're, you're pretty for a brown skin girl, which was a weird one for me. Like in my self-esteem was definitely kind of jacked up back then. Um, Thank God for growth, absolutely. But I was, I'm not dark and I'm not light, so that was weird for me, considering that the whole colorism issue that goes on in our um, community. But it was, there was a lot of microaggressions and a lot of things that happened. Um, I remember one particular instance where, um, and maybe I'll date myself with this, but there was a Sean like, yup, in my white tee that was up. So, um, my class, the few black people in my class, there was maybe like 30 of us tops, wore white t-shirts to school. And we get called to the principal's office. It's like, oh, are you guys in a gang? Like we're a bunch of cello toting, tutu wearing, like middle schoolers at the time, but we're supposedly in a gang. Okay. Um, but then like, you know, there was a, a small group, this is not the whole school, but a small group of of others that wore Confederate flags in retaliation. And when I tell y'all like not a single thing happened, like nothing happened, mind blown. And for me at the time, I knew it was wrong, but I, it didn't resonate with me that there was an otherness there. Still didn't happen, right? Crazy, right? So I applied to my undergrad, which is Claflin University and HBCU, and I did not want to go. It was not my first, second, third, fourth, fifth, or any choice for that matter. Um, my brother was going to South Carolina State next door, and long story short, I was supposed to go to an art school because that's what I was told was the thing to do from my school, that or a a prestigious school, like an Ivy League, and I couldn't afford those. I got in, but I couldn't afford it. 
So I was like, well, what is that school next to state? I'll go to a different school for a semester and transfer out. Like, I'm not even going to make friends because I'm not going to stay there. That was my mindset, y'all. Like, don't crucify me. But that was my mindset. And I went there and I hated my first semester. I wouldn't talk to nobody. I kept it real. Just like, nope, quiet. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Don't do anything. What am I going to learn at this black school? I had a prejudice against my own people, you guys. And it really didn't open my eyes until later like I had to I had to get my roommate and this is a few semesters later because I wasn't really trying to be there the first semester newsflash I ended up staying that's a whole other conversation but I had to get my roommate to show me how to grease my hair y'all because I didn't know and before y'all be like well where was your mama no my mom went to a stylist she didn't have time to do my hair I was a tomboy I destroyed my hair I just kept it in braids so when I took it out Anyway, I had my notion or my encounter at Claflin with black people and with blackness and there was no going back. So when I went to when I went back home to Charleston and visited like, you know, some of my friends and had conversations on the new Facebook and all the things like that, it would be like I, I would hear things and at this point like I'm checking them, like, no, that's not okay. No, 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 it's, it's not a, you know, that black school has a minor education. It's, it's not that. Like, what are you talking about? What are you saying? Like, I really kind of got my eyes open in that sense. And then it's also at Claflin where I started to go into my stage three, which was my um, immersion. <laughs> and I started to really self-identify and started to examine what I was being taught and really wanted to surround myself with other black people. I, I, like I said before, there was no going back. There wasn't a comfortability going back. I had gotten very used to being able to just be me, walk on campus and just be me and not worry about being the only anywhere. I was never the only anywhere for the first time. And I didn't realize how much that impacted me. Um, huge advocate for HBCUs. Like if you don't go to one, that is perfectly okay. I'm not saying everybody has to, but there is no other experience like going to HBCU for sure. Um, So I ended up going to Howard, which my college stories, that's a whole other conversation, but I ended up going to Howard University, shout out to HU, the HU, um, for grad school. And at that point, I was definitely in my stage four. I was in my um, internalization stage where I'm like, all right, I am, you know, I'm on my a different world mess and I'm, I'm going to definitely be unapologetically black. But, you know, that's not to say I got rid of like my white friends or my friends of different ethnicities. Like my family always joked and said I had UK friends <laughs> because I had friends from like all different walks of life and all different backgrounds. Um, kind of like I mentioned with my high school, like we have foreign exchange schools. I had a bougie high school, y'all. It was a bougie middle and high school. <laughs> so it, it had its good to it, for sure. Um, despite everything, it had its good. And I didn't write those people off. It was just became a, a thing where now I had questions. Um, I wasn't going to change who I was. I wasn't going to change the stuff that I was learning about but I had questions about 
what's going on with them. I do not have to be anti anyone else to be pro-black. And that's kind of the vein I started walking in, particularly at Howard. And closer to the end of Howard is when I started my Negrescent series that you guys got to see last week. And I was like, okay, it's time to share this now. Like, It is time to take my little loud mouth that I gained that was not there, um, at least not in the same capacity in middle and high school. I'm not going to say it wasn't there, but not in the same capacity to be like, no, nah, I don't, I don't like what was said. And that doesn't mean that I have to go popping off or go acting crazy or going like and be that stereotypical Sapphire Stevens and look that one up or you're, I didn't have to be a stereotype or a caricature of the angry black woman to do it. But what I will do is challenge your thought process of what the angry black woman is because I'm speaking my mind. What I will do is challenge your microaggressions or your perceptions or your, your privilege. What I will do is that and have a conversation about it. What I will do is shake the table. And this is where we are, you guys. So yeah, that's my story about how that art nerd came to be. And I will say that God definitely orchestrated it because if you would have told me back when I was just a a senior or junior or whatever in high school that I would be doing what I'm doing right now and would have the same platform that I have right now to even say I would have went to the schools I had I would have said you were crazy or I would have said I failed I would have thought I completely failed and that is so not the case and it has been such a beautiful journey and such a beautiful ride you guys like you have no idea and I am so grateful that you are here on this journey it means that I am in stage five and it means that no matter where you guys are you're on your way as well so yeah, that's, I think we can end that one on a nice little cherry note. <laughs> oh, but before I forget, do not forget, see, almost had to leave on that one. Follow me, follow me, talk to me. Like I'm over here talking to you. I want to have you guys talk to me. Come on. Um, follow me on Instagram, that underscore art underscore nerd, that art nerd. Follow me on Instagram or talk to me on social media on Facebook. So shaking the table with that art nerd on Facebook. So you got Instagram and you got Facebook. Talk to me. I talk back. <laughs> but it's been real, you guys. I have enjoyed talking to you and I hope you stay rocking with me. I hope you like shaking some tables and knocking off some forks and I hope you got to eat a little bit before it fell off. So <laughs> I'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Ooh, I'm always